Hello, welcome to Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. I'm Raka. And hello, Dead Air Dudes Nation. We have a special guest joining us today. It is our pleasure to have Mark Theodosio on, the creator, the writer, the owner, the realist, Bayani. Guy, Mark, tell him what's up. Who are you? What's going on? What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Mark Theodosio, writing creator of the realist, Bayani. Means hero in Filipino, so I'm just trying to bridge the culture to Filipinos, non-Filipinos, anybody that likes Filipino food, you like Filipino people, that's what it's about. Uh, who, who doesn't like Filipino people? Come on! Yeah. Come who on. doesn't like Filipino food? I mean, shit. Well, well I gotta say, gotta raise um, me too, so, you know, shout out my Boricuas. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, I gotta tell everybody, so we, we ran into Mark at New York City Comic Con. Yep. And his table caught our eye, his spirit, the table of his spirit. And, and uh, the guy you were doing the table with caught our eye. We walked over to the table, got to know each other, see what you're all about. And you know what? It's a great story. We love spotlighting individuals who are especially independent creators, artists. And, you know, tell us what's going on. What are you doing? What is this all about? Uh, so I created the Realist Bayani to basically share the culture um, and it even directed me into a space where I'm able to learn the culture. Uh, so it helped me with, you know, identity, um, as well as, you know, teaching people history that may not have been told. So I include pre-colonial Filipino history with Lapu Lapu being the first Bayani, recorded Bayani. And, uh, yeah, man, just, uh, wanted to take the chance to really put out a character that other Filipino younger, the youth could really identify with and even look up to, you know? I totally appreciate that. Being Filipino American myself, um, we don't see a lot on mainstream. It's hard for mainstream, mainstream uh, media to accept a different culture, especially maybe something not as popular as a Chinese, Japanese, uh, right. other cultures, but there's so much to offer there. There's so much people maybe either misinformed or ignorant about, and it's great that you're shedding light on it. I gotta say, when you first showed me and told me about the Lapu Lapu as the start of the whole thing, man, you had no idea. I had just, I, you would no one have any idea. I wrote a script 20 years ago about Magellan getting his head chopped off by Lapu Lapu way back when. I'm, I'm and he can, Izzy can witness this because he, he know I wrote this. Yeah. And, and it, it really like enkindled a fire in me. Like, yes, there's another fellow Filipino who knows this story. That, you know, colonial uh, Spaniard uh, stories of, of the, um, the soon-to-be oppressors coming over. And I love to tell people, we were people that didn't take it right off the bat. We're like, okay, you want to play that way? And, and he did not finish the circumvent around the earth like history tells, you know, and uh, right. we're the reason for that. Love that. Yeah, he didn't get to finish it. He definitely he definitely found the permanent vacation in the Filipino beaches of <laughs> Mactan Island. Definitely. Uh, you know, one-way ticket for, for Magellan. But, uh, and it's funny because he had a Malayan translator named Enrique with him. He, he They changed his name to Enrique. And uh, he was the translator uh, for Magellan. And he actually completed the circumnavigation of the world. All right. Uh, and he, so he history, was still there. He was still alive. Because he wasn't European, history doesn't want to give the proper props to this guy that he's no, the one that actually did it. You know? Enrique. So shout out Enrique. Enrique! <laughs> Gotta say, too, in, this, in the TCNY Universe Presents, there was um, mention of a swan. There was mention of Filipino folklore and legends, things that I wish my kids can, can know about, that we have this rich history before Spanish, before America, that we went through all the islands, 8,000 islands. And within our 8,000 islands, there's different subcultures, you yeah. know? Yes, we got all united, but at the same time, there's so much richness and history, stories, the spirit of the people, and I gotta say, just not just because I'm Filipino American, people uh, get, they gravitate to Filipinos because we have this spirit. We're sincere. 
honest people. We love fun. You know, we don't want to work ourselves to death because why? Life needs to be lived, embraced. Yeah. And you, st- you certainly got it, brother. You got it. Yeah, man, I'm hoping this uh, goes somewhere, you know, like uh, in terms of its popularity, uh, in terms of its exposure, you know, like I hope bigger Filipino, let's say celebrities or people that have access to, you know, bigger networks can say, hey, you know, like, let me give a shot to an indie creator. And I feel like it just sucks, right? Because like if somebody like Marvel drops a Filipino character, it almost takes away the momentum of the indie creators because it's like, Marvel already got a Filipino character now. So what's well, new about what I'm doing? So now I, gotta kinda, now I got to kind of innovate into the market and figure out how Bayani could not race against the giant, but somehow maybe catch on to the tail of the, you know, the coattail. Be like, right, let's, let's team up somewhere. Yeah. Like uh, Marvel created actually a Filipino uh, character, which I forget her name right now, but jeez. Uh, Wave. There you go, exactly. It came out the year right after I debuted. Look at that. What a coincidence. Wow. <laughs> well, they I feel like there could be Marvel spies out there in artist alley. Oh, for sure. The indie spaces Bro, that are like a thousand percent. Yes. They definitely. they even sure. created uh Agbayani. Uh there was another Asian writer that was like, Oh, my friends put me onto the word Bayani, and I was like, Why not create Agbayani? And in my brain, I'm like, did your friends know about the realist by any, by any chance? For sure they did, man. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows, you know? No, definitely, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, but it's a story that needs to be told, you know? So it's, and not me, like me being Puerto, you know, half Puerto Rican or whatever. And I didn't know how, like, the majority of the stuff going on in here and it was cool to read and the artwork was great and it was no nah, it, was, it was it was awesome you know yeah um and and you know just to big up you know like i said my latinos uh my boricuas if you look at the second story of that of the tcny universe presents it shows a whole nother uh reflection of a future that i pray comes to being you know uh you know, there, there's a, a Puerto Rican vice president named Miguel Garcia yep. inside the book. And uh, he has ties to the Philippines. He knows Pacquiao, President Pacquiao. And Which is awesome. Of- I like that little footage there. I was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I caught on to this. So I know. So I saw at the end of the, of the rebirth issue, there was a bedroom scene. And on the wall was Jose Rizal's picture. Uh, immediately, I'm like, oh, that's Jose Rizal. You know, and then. I, I did like that. I got to say the new West hemisphere, uh, whatever yeah. the, the, the unified continent. I yeah. loved it was multicultural. It was like the UN, you know, it was the new way the world ought to be. It sucks that an asteroid had to do that for it to happen. But it's always the worst circumstances. You, you know what? And, and sometimes you got to turn the world over on its head to realize everybody's got to have a seat at the table. Right. I, I always imagined uh, this indigenous Illuminati. I feel like if there is a movement that's against us, then we should be prepared to meet that movement. And so this is why I created the other side of besides the Bayani Philippines story. There's other things happening where I'm like, yo, you know, like I'm not just about Filipinos. I'm about unity of the 12 tribes, you know, of the lost tribes of Israel. Like I'm not that Israelite guy. But I know that God has a certain plan to put all of us together where we're like, none of this matters. It's all here that kind of brings us into this unit of humanity, you know? No, it's awesome because in a sense, that's what America should really be. Because this is the first country that started this welcoming people from other countries to make it up. It wasn't just meant for one particular person. I'm going to get a lot of hate. I don't care. Uh, one particular group of people. It was for everybody to reflect all the best parts of humanity. We all make it together. Right. That was very positive, you know, not to mention in that first issue, you threw a lot in there. That was awesome. That was politics, scandal. There was the red light district. There was ganglands. New world order. There was a lot. I had to slow down a little bit. Like, okay, what's going on here? And and really absorb what was taking place uh, with the main character. Right. Who's the center of all of this? 
Right. And, and it's dope because like, I like that you kind of see the different layers of the society that I was laying out. Cause it was so much. And I felt like, damn, I don't have enough money for 128 pages. I only got 36. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let me layer it this way. And it's going to, it's going to be a lot to unpack for a lot of new readers or people that aren't even accustomed to reading so much information in a book. But I felt like people have to be advanced. Like you have to enhance people's readership uh, when it comes to comic books. It's not mangas where it's like, I, oh, three panels. <laughs> yeah, it's like, almost like the old school way of how comics were back in the day where it was big, big slug lines and a lot of information which you had to, you know, acquire, which you had to read and everything. I mean, it, it brought you back as opposed to where I guess in the mid 90s, and after it just started, it was more about the art, less than the story. The story was still there, but it wasn't as as deep and as rich and as, you know, as important as the story was. That, but that's what I like, uh, what I needed to learn, too, because I'm like a current comic book reader as well. I'm not only for the classics. I like to read, like, where the Marvel and DCs are now because I plan to write for them. Like, I need to get my stock up. You know, I want to get my stock up when they're like, yo, uh, you have an indie book called Bayani? I'm like, yeah. And I wrote for Ghost Rider. I wrote, you know, Iron Fist and X-Men. Like, um, But one of the interesting things from other, a writer, the new technique that I wanted to use, that actually used in Rebirth, where you read the back of the Rebirth page. Um, yeah. The last page kind of shows like what he, what, uh, what Rocker was talking about, which was the meteor uniting the world or, yeah. at, or at least the continents. Um, and John Hickman with the X-Men, since he had like really revolutionized like the whole mutant, the whole mutantdom and just in general, like he had to explain certain things as like text prose, like you had to read it. So he leaves diaries of Forge talking about stuff, Mr. Yep. Sinister. Raka, I mean, you have to you see. Gotta say, man, Hickman reached out to Marvel because X Men's the last thing really that they haven't really opened the doors yet. Um, I'm always curious to see how they would seg that into the current MCU universe. Um, it's already there in tidbits, but it's such a rich, Namor, really, really integral part that it's like they gotta do this right. Namor. Yeah. Namor. The yeah. fact that they made him Latino blew my mind, bro. bro. I was like, all right, all right, let, let, let's get into that a little bit. I mean, wh what do you think the fact that he was indigenous and the whole the, his whole storyline? I'm not saying it eliminated 80 years of his con of his history, but at least for the MCU, he right. is what he is. You know, as far as he's indigenous from the Yucatan, and you know. The lockdown and all the whole the whole thing. I mean, I think that's super fire. Um, it was awesome. I, and, and you know, like I feel like Marvel is so factual based, like New York City, you know, Atlantis. Atlantis is like, I right, cool, like we could use Atlantis, but what would be more for the people? What would bring in more conversation about the MCU? And MCU is not six sixteen at the end of the day. You know, mm, it's, it's not. not. It, and it, that's what's fire about it. You know that you kind of like Killmonger. A little bit more than Shuri, you know. You're like, oh, I thought Killmonger would have came back, but anyway, <laughs> we, you know, we wouldn't want to kill it for everybody. Well, yeah, 100. percent Yep. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, no, no more fire. No, no love. I was like, yo, in my mind, I'm like, wait a second, was that <laughs> what it was supposed to be? I'm like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, shoot, the kid with no love. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that blew mine. Facts. No, but you know what? Marvel been doing good lately um, with Miss Marvel. They whole entered a whole other universe with Pakistan, India, and stuff like that. You know, she Hulk caught a lot of hate. I really don't know why. I don't know. She's good. I don't know either. I liked it. I thought, you know, yes. I'll be honest. She's sexy as hell. You know, and she she embraced being who she was. And they got Nikki Ramos, another Filipina actor. Boom. There you go. You know, uh, you know, thank you, thank you, Marvel. <laughs> Open the damn doors to everybody. Um, no, that's some good stuff. So that's good aspiration to you to try to get into the MCU and try now with where where did all the 
inspiration from doing the comic book. I admit that I had listened to a previous interview you had done. So I, I know a little bit of the backdrop. Izzy doesn't really know as much, but for the audience out there that doesn't know anything, uh, where the inspiration to go from where you what you were previously doing to transition into comics? So I like to give different perspectives of my answers because there's like four different answers on why I created Bayani. But um, for the sake of this one today, um, I was schooled on by the word Bayani by my, my homie Danny, um, by, uh, <laughs> by Danny Morales, a Puerto Rican guy from the Bronx, works with me, and he walks up to me at work at 6 a.m. I usually don't talk to him because he's moody as hell in the morning. I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? He's like, <laughs> walk away. But this time, he was walking up to me, and I was like, what's this Latino Viking in the face ass dude walking? What's he going to say to me today this morning? Yo, you know what you should do? I'm like, what, Danny? He's like, you should make, you know, like, Bayani, like a comic book called Bayani. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's your language, fool. I'm like, what? Oh, he's like, it means hero. I was like, what? <laughs> and, like, and that was like around like 2016, late 2016. And then I learned that I was gonna have a son um, around 2017. My son was born in February, but during that time of my son being uh, kind of uh, being um, formed in his mother's womb, I was writing Bayani. And then by the time he was born, I was like, I wanna name him hero. And so it was kind of like streamlining destinies. It was like a way of. I think he muted us. I think he muted us. My fault. Uh, what was the last thing uh, you guys got from me? Um, you, your son was just born. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my son was being born in 2017. And um, when, when he was when he was being born, like, I streamlined it with writing the comic book. So while he was being, like, formed in his mother's womb, I was writing the comic book. And uh, it, it, at that time, I was really connecting with God. Like, I feel like God was really using me um to create this way to tap into the true me because without right. knowing the true me which is the filipino roots the history without even knowing the word bayani like i didn't even know the word like i was like what i was like how could i be so disconnected from my own roots where i don't even know my own Crazy. language and it was a puerto rican guy that was like hey yo wow. <laughs> i can say that well, listen, any way that God can connect and send his message, right? It's not ever direct. It's always roundabout. Um, it's a good way. No, better, better now than never. And look where it's gotten you. The writing right. I actually love. And I got to say, another touch I like is the narration. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you are generally speaking to a lot of people that may not know in depth the culture and what's going on. You also can move along the story well, you know, without having to write every darn thing that's happening by yeah. having a nice omnipresent um, voice to just kind of connect the dots, get the reader big. Like, okay, is this happening? And you basically indirectly say, yeah, this is what's happening. Then we can fast forward and this is a story and boom. I like that, you know, because that really leads you and really ties in the whole story, especially people that are not that familiar with what's going on. And of course, the words and translations on the bottom too, which is exactly there. There was so much there that you didn't know, but yet it was explained perfectly, you know. And by uh, Cloud Hop, and um, that's you. <laughs> we've read a bunch of independent, super independent, and new writers and new creators and everything. And this is definitely on the top of the list of of the stuff that we've seen. It's it's Thank in. You, man. It's so well done, you know, with the artwork, which we're going to ask yes, second, where to get, you know, the artists for this stuff, because they're it's top of the line stuff right here. Who's so, the artist? The artist Wong? 
Very Wong. Uh, he's he's from Indonesia, uh, and some of my favorite artists are actually from Indonesia. Uh, I've worked with a lot of Filipino guys um, and girls, Filipino female. I said Filipino, Filipino female artists. That's and, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's coming out of me now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I worked with Very Wong uh, for the rebirth because there was another issue that was done before this, which right. is why I called it Bayani One, number one, the first issue, but the rebirth, because uh, it wasn't Filipino enough, the first book. I didn't put enough of the language. I didn't put enough of the geographics, like the cities or, you know, uh, actual places. Yeah. That people could, like, in the Philippines, be like, oh, I'm right around the corner from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, Sondo, that's Sondo is a really bad place. For anybody that doesn't know um, Manila, it's one of those like red light districts, like everything that goes down. You want some drugs, go over there. You want some gangs, take care of somebody, go over there. You know, that's that's the real, that's the, uh, I guess, the South Bronx type region and that uh, you want to get some some things um, under the table taken care of. Yeah. But listen, how did you get the artist? So you knew the artist? Did you go to like Deviant did Art? Did you? Uh, Facebook. Uh, they have like a, a Facebook artist page and the artists just post their work and they're, and they're like, you know, open for commissions. Uh, I came across Very Wong. I, I, I believe I seen some of his work and then I hit him up during quarantine and, uh, you know, people weren't working during quarantine. And uh, I was though. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I didn't miss a beat, but yep. I, I was out there in the field, you know, at the highest risk. But yep. um. He was, he was just like dying to work. So I hit him up and I was like, yo, if I give you X amount of dollars, can you get this done by this time? And everything went through. Kickstarter went through. Everybody supported the Kickstarter and everything waved out from there. It, it was pretty, um, it was, it was a beautifully synchronized kind of like movement. The synchronicity of what God was planning, what I was thinking, creating, and then the artists come along. It just, uh, it was God's, you know, it was definitely God's work. That's no, awesome. this is fantastic, man. I mean, really, really blew us away with how well the artwork is done. You know, for independent artists, it's a hard deal because, you know, you the realistic part of everything is you're dealing with a budget. You know, you don't have an infinite budget like like some of the bigger hitters have. So you sometimes people settle, sometimes you get what you can, and sometimes you 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 chintz out on stuff. Like you did it with color. You know, some people they're like, oh, I can't afford the color, so I gotta cut back yeah. on that. I got to come back at this. You can't get a, a mainstream guy to do like variant covers and stuff. You know, you just got to deal with what you can afford. And I got to say, the finished product is quite impressive. Thank you, man. Definitely. It, 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 it's definitely freaking top notch, top notch. So how did um how did New York Comic Con end up going for you? Because we saw, we were there on the light day. I could imagine how it was on a Saturday where uh, streams I of people just come through. I think this was my favorite Comic Con. Um, That's great. We, we we were back on the small publishing floor, small press floor. That's where we debuted in 2018. So to come full circle, 2022 with four issues from that from that first like the the one without the Filipino culture in it, you know, like to come back and be on that floor and so many people just there was a lot of Filipinos that just found themselves there. They're like they're like on their phone and they're looking around. I'm like. What's up, man? And they're just like Filipino, and I'm just like, I'm over here, man. And it was just dope because I felt like the ancestors was truly there. Like, you know that that was something I really learned over quarantine was the 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 word the key word decolonize, and I learned that you know through all of the craziness, right? Uh, you'll see in one of the last issues, Bayani's quote is. Uh, and he prays a lot. Bayani prays a lot right before he battles. Um, he says a lot of warrior prayers, but in like in a westernized Christian way, he prays like a Christian. And he says, God, whatever the enemy need, uh, whatever the enemy planned for evil, use it for the greatest good. He says it in the end. And that's that's what I feel about a lot of, you know, what what's happening um, with in the Bayani story, you know, um, yeah. Everything that's messed up that could happen to him is actually propelling him towards becoming the realist Bayani, like a real hero. It almost happens by mistake in some ways. 
Such is life, man. <laughs> yeah, he didn't just wake up and say, yo, I'm throwing the mask on. He woke up, went about a regular day, and everything kind of starts, you know, like a whole, you know, like world of craziness happens around yeah. him. Yeah, God puts you, whatever you want to believe God to be, puts you in different places, uh, definitely for a reason. Either you go left, right, or forward, or backwards. Somehow he puts you or she puts you in that place, and you make the most of what's in front of you. Shoot. Yeah, but I got blessed with very wrong, you know, just, just off the strap. No, I got to admit, absolutely. Absolutely. You reminds me of Jim Lee a little bit sometimes. <laughs> that is, that is you know, like... Now, well, all right. So where can, where can everybody pick this stuff up? Let's say someone who didn't go to Comic-Con or whatever, where can they, you know, find find your books? Uh, so I'm partnered up with Savvy Designs. Um, It's on his website, SavvyDesigns.nyc. And... Uh, we're, we're just like skipping the aspect of having to maintain a website and doing all of that for the city needs you. And since he's partnered with me, he's like behind the scenes. Like he's my, he's, he's my mover. Like as while things are going on, all this, so many moving pieces are happening. He allows me to kind of be in my creative space where I could just talk to the person that wants to buy the book and he's putting it all in front of me and I'm signing the books and he's packing it. And he's like, here you go. What's your Venmo? And he does all that stuff. So savvydesigns.nyc is the site most people will go to to find the book well that's invaluable man that's you know you can just sit back create and let somebody else be the point man to do all this yeah shout out savvy no, shout out you ever think of putting it like on comiXology or other other digital i do want to i do want to i like the rarity like where people have to come to me to find it they're not just going to stumble upon it like yeah. i need them to know me you know uh, because right now, like, that's 100% mine. Those customers, 100% me. No middleman, nobody taking any no, exactly. percentage. They went to see you. They went specifically for this. Right. So they're going for this specifically. It's not like they stumble on, oh, by the way, oh, this looks cool. He looks like a uh, whatever, Spider you know, Spider-Man, or he looks like Spawn or whatever, and then boom. Yeah, you know I mean? You know, yeah, no. so yeah, yeah, most of the time I, I prefer for them to meet me or asking me or talk to me, even giving me giving me the first initial feelings that they felt when they first found out there was a Filipino creator or comic book hero. Awesome. So, so what do you have? You have what? Two issues of the of the Readers Beyond Bayani? Or? We have four issues in the series available right now on SavvyDesigns.nyc. You have one through four on Savvy. Okay, awesome. Yeah, on SavvyDesigns.nyc. And then we have the the TCNY Presents, TCNY Universe Presents, which is more like short stories. So it's yeah. like my Marvel Presents. And this is what? This is what? One issue, a solo issue? Or this is yeah, one that's a solo issue. Uh, so it allows me to give perspective of other characters that aren't Bayani, right. um, you know, and write freely, like outside of the Philippines and, you know, kind of giving, cause I want other readers or writers or artists to kind of read these things and be like, yo, I, I want, I, I drew this, I drew this for you, bro. Or, you know, like do fan art for indie creators, bro. Yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that's, why not? Cool. I mean, maybe I can, you know, uh, this is my version of this character or, I have an idea for this and boom, it, you know, bring it to you and, you know, collaborate. It's your universe. You can, you can make them as you want, add, subtract, put a different spin on it, everything. Um, you got another new issue coming out anytime soon? Or... Yeah, we, have, we finished issue five. I just, we just lettered it. I just got the Bay Bayan done, like the authentic Bay Bayan. Shout out to Jacob Ira from Bayani Art. They're a West Coast team. Um, but they're really into the culture, you know, so he knows like how to write baby and like freehand. Um, and he also has knowledge of, you know, a lot of history. So uh, he was, he was actually um, the cultural consultant for the fifth issue. Cause I wow. needed baby and I needed, I needed some history um, for the book that I felt like I didn't want to source online only. Right. Know? Yeah, narrative from so first issue five. Issue five is really jam packed with a lot of authentic Filipino um, stuff, and uh, like I said, there's going to be a version where it has the realest Bayani written in Bayban. Wow, that's actually pretty yeah. cool. Because people, no, it's that... issue five, so by that time, 
we are, that readership already knows the Realist Bayani book and they know issue five. But there's, there's going to be another version, version that says, says the Realist Bayani, you know, but the collectors is going to get that Bay Bay and join. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be the hot item. Bye bye. Yeah, the next Kickstarter. That's going to be a hot item right there. Is yeah. one, did one draw, draw the other ones or or it's someone else? Wong drew this last one too. Yep, he drew the last one. So he drew all, all five or? Nope. Uh, I had oh, two different. To... So issue two, I had um, I had um, why am I forgetting her name right now? Um, damn, <laughs> edit this out. <laughs> Don't worry. Pick up issue two and you'll see who's doing it. And you get it. Um, but issue two, I know it's been a long day. Oh, Yuri Pinzone. I'm sorry. So, Yuri Pinzone drew issue two, and I had Ralph Norchette draw in some like bonus pages. Awesome. And I had another artist in issue two draw. He didn't complete his pages though. So, it was something, it's something about self publishing when you hire somebody and pay them before they finish the job. Like, and a lot of them will be like, I, I need this, I need that, sir. My, I fell off of a bike and my leg is broken and I can't draw. Like, they'll say some random. I'm like, yo, bro, that's nothing to do with me right now. Like, you know, or, you, or like, all right. Cool, did bro, you break your hand? I don't know. I mean, it's like. You need some pencils? I mean, come on, let's go. But that's why, like, you kind of have to learn and feel out, investigate these artists to see how consistent they are. Are they reliable? You know, find out their peers and ask the peers if you have mutual peers ask them about that artist because I got conned for like $500 like this year, you know? You make a deadline, you know, that's the bottom line. If they if, if they can really, you know, get it done at a certain time and, you know, at the quality that it deserves, you know? But if you hire somebody overseas and they don't get it done by that certain time, right? What are you going to do? do? Exactly. You can't. You, you, can't get the money back. you know, he's like, eh. I couldn't even get the money back. I was like, yeah. Yes, I'm taking this loss. Yeah. And I see him posting on Facebook. I'm in his DMs like, yo, buddy. <laughs> oh, bro. That's... On red. Nothing. The, these are the pitfalls firsthand from independent art, uh, creator. Everything that you have to go through. You know, it, it sucks. I'm sorry that happened, but there's a lot of uh, learning curve. For all yeah. of us, you know, you try to do things on your own and we commend you. But yeah, the world, man, is full of, of people like that. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but that issue five is coming. It's done. Very Wong is solid. So shout well, out we, Very Wong. When, when, when it works out, it's beautiful when it works out, you know, so. Yeah, that's a good book right there. The, co the cover for issue five is even more official. Um, it's the same cover artist as issue four, Donna Gillo draws uh variants for spawn um he's fire he's, he's killing it that issue five joint is going to be crazy you want to give us a teaser what's basically five issue five about when bayani gets his powers aha now how long um maybe you don't have to you know give me specific but uh how long is the series or it's uh it's five issues also it's a it's a five uh, the origin story arc, the Bayani origins, issue five, it's done. Then it, it, it just enters into a new phase of now he has powers. Now, now he's fully back. Now it's like, you know, we, we run with it. Now it's like, yeah. Now he's going to set the world on fire. Nice. Season two. That's oh, awesome, brother. I mean. I, I hope you get to a point that you can make this an animated series. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a key. But I also really want to make a live action. Like, I really <sighs> want... Filipino martial arts right after you guys left a Filipino martial arts group came up to me uh one of one of the one of their members his name is uh Chris uh he he's with uh Doce Pares. um they're based in Queens and they're like knife fighters our niece awesome. kind of like more like Balintawak I believe um but his style I think their style is more Cali I'm not sure. I'm kind of ignorant in, in the different variations. Right, right. I'm schooled on it, but my history on it still needs more, like, you know, more fine tuning. Dude, you're living my dream. I always wanted to make this happen. It's hey, man, you're in my dream. So you can come Maybe. in, open the door, take <laughs> your shoes up, and start dreaming, too. <laughs> yeah, bro. It. It's open doors, man. Like, uh, 
I've definitely helped other people create their own comic books. Um, I've directed them to artists that I've worked with that are reliable um, and affordable. So, you know, your, your dream is just, you know, right down the line, man. As soon as you write those pages, all you got to do is pass that script on, you know, uh, and we could complete that, man. Your dream. I mean, that's awesome because good. this is what the community is all about. You know, we're helping each other out because we're all in this struggle together to live right. out our dreams, realize and make them happen. Because, you know, the big boys up top are never going to open the door for us. We've got to kick it down and make it happen for ourselves, which is what today's medium actually helps us do. You know, with social media, with our phones, you can do stuff that you cannot film before. You had to go to film school, rent cameras, editing, the whole deal. Now you got your phone, you make a whole damn movie with it. I mean, let's be yeah. honest, we don't even need the freaking the higher ups and to, to a degree. Right. We're big boys, we can do everything ourselves. And the, the big boys They'll come publish to us, and no deal. And they'll be like, oh, by the way, oh. Oh, we'll give you such and such for the rights to printing Bayani, or you know, or would you consider uh, making a have him show up in the MCU, or you know, whatever, yada yada yada. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but you know, like it's crazy because it was either anime or live action, but I think live action will be the best like translation because they're gonna get the feel of like you know, all right, who's a male Filipino lead? You know that we could get to be Bayani. Like, are we going to shoot it in the Philippines? How the hell? Yeah, we're going to be shooting in the Philippines. We're going to be showing the Lapu Lapu scene. You know, we're going to get back into Tundo Manila, you know, and, and Tundo Manila is where the Katipunan kind of like built their revolutionary meetings and groups and stuff like that. Tundo, uh, Katipunan was found, founded in Tundo Manila, which was weird that I based the book there. So when you read issue five, you're going to see so many elements collide from history to the group that he's with now, like the people that finds him and kind of mentors him into his vigilantism. Uh, it's, I'm looking forward to everybody getting this whole series. Yeah, man, I like that Death Wish little uh, angle to it and all the vigilante stuff. And listen, maybe it is destiny that, that all this happened to happen. In your life, it, things unfolding, who you meet, who you work with, and how just things play out. Uh, yeah. It's for a reason, for sure. I really believe stuff happens for a reason. It's not just random. Things happen for a reason, you know. Same reason why we're just walking around Comic Con. We're like, oh, we got a table. No, and I'm we just buying that. Make I might make you like your rock. He actually told me he, he hit I'm me like, that. Hey, I'm like, bro, that's Filipino, right? And I'm like, and he's like, what, where, where? And he is looking. Oh shit, yeah. And then I, they, I'm ashamed to say I just walked by like what where? And I'm like, oh sure. And I just walked over to the table. I'm like, hey. I forgot to mention why it was my favorite Comic Con, but Lumpia with a Vengeance was with me. Yes. So Patricio yep. Janelsa, uh, he's from the West Coast, and uh he came out to debut his movie in new theaters in New York. So it was dope because you know, you don't get to really connect with people um across the coast unless you're person to person. Like that's the best way to really connect with someone because you get to feel them out. They get to feel you out and you can really build solid friendships. You know, it's hard to do it online. Like you Especially can only do so much DM. It's like, wow, you know. You, you know what this means, right, brother? You, you got to go to San Diego. Oh, yeah, for sure. SDCC. Yeah. Um, I'm going to speak with Patricio. Absolutely. He's the, he's the reason why I was in New York Comic Con because he had the connects from San Diego Comic Con. Those same people manage that floor. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Uh, I've been there once. It's crazy. I mean, New York is, is different because New York is packed. Gotta but go sometimes, up. I got to be honest, New York has a more commercial feel. When you get to San Diego, it almost it almost feels more like for the fans. Yeah. And I heard the, the nightlife after, like outside, like it don't end. Like San Diego don't end in the... The comics. party's on the street. And, right. and it's, it's on the harbor thing, you know? So it's like, they close off the whole thing. So you have this whole party. Unlike uh, Jacob Javits, you get across the street. You might get hit by a taxi or something. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, I was going to also say, like, that's probably one of the one of the goals we have is to make it into San Diego Comic-Con. But I really want to get a bunch of Filipino cosplayers to do the cast of Bayani. You know that, what I mean? nah, that would be awesome. If you were to do that and then have them rehearse <laughs> to do a skit, like in front of San Diego or anywhere, just you know, perform a skit could be unprompted or whatever. Yeah. A, a nice famous scene from your from your comic books. 
um, that would kill it. And then somebody I, to film it, bro, then you put that out, game social over. Media gold right there, bro. Game over, man. Then you shut it down. You tell Marvel, you come talk to me. I'm not going to you. I was writing like a theater play for it. Dad. Keep it up. Keep doing it. <laughs> no, I always say bro. keep it handy just in case. Just in case they would knock on you. They're like, oh, you don't have to hire a script back. Here it is. <laughs> you know, yeah, I got true. it right here. Done. <laughs> Be like, if not, you know what? Uh, you know, all right. If you don't want, you know what? Uh, you know, then no, good. Yeah, you want the rights? You maintain creative control. Right. You know, Kirkman screwed that up. I mean, he should have just kept creative control. But we could do partial rights, whatever. But because you have this vision, I love your vision to keep it historic, accurate, the whole thing, represent the people, yeah. everything. Because, you know, I'm sorry to say, once Hollywood gets their hands on it, then it turns into a little something different. But look, yeah, they, gave, they, they gave Kirkman a portion of image. So he, he's like, he runs image. So basically, I mean, they gave him the keys to the store, basically, for, for Walking Dead. But that's besides the point. No, bro. I mean, hey. We loved it. And... Is there any questions you guys have about characters or things that happened in the book that maybe I could clarify for you guys while I'm here? Rocka? No, I mean, I kind of like where everything's going. Um, my viewpoint is it, it's an imperfect relationship that he has, but it's real. I like that in the sense that it's a real thing that happens. You know, he he's like a dad to two other kids, but it, you know the mom's in a different tight situation. They got money issues. Uh, there's there's forces pulling things apart. You know, people are put into positions to make very hard choices in life. And what they gotta do? I like how it's it sets it up for things are about to come that are going to change everybody's lives and. It's like the rolling, the pins are just lined up. I'm just waiting for that ball to come down. It's like it's a setup because the shit about hit the fan. You have, you have uh, the gang having ideas to, you know, get back at him, and then you have another, another little you politics. You have on. the politics going on. Then you have this other character. Um, oh, I forgot her name. Um, Jasmine Ray. Yes, pink girl. Yes, yes, yes. You have that character, and then you have the uh, you have the you have the other guy with the with the hat. Jeez, I forgot Dash. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. killer, man. Yes. Yeah, I can't he... think of like Mortal Kombat, but I see that too. Like, oh, yeah, it's like Mortal Kombat with Akira with Dash. Yeah, I'm I'm like I'm thinking, oh, the Graydon. I'm like, oh, shoot with the hat, you know. So yeah, but and it's it's a setup because we, you know, I mean, it, it's. We don't have the whole story, so I'm like, oh shoot! So what? What's gonna come next? It's like you're almost waiting for the main character to do something because you know it's coming, and right. so we're just yeah. You know, Which again, you got some good buildup, and and uh, I love that because I don't like to be led by the nose completely. I want I want some mystery involved. I want some things, some things that catch me catch my attention that I want to know what's what's going to happen next. I could guess, but I'd rather be like flipped on my side. I love I love that stuff, especially if it's believable. You know, I want that. I don't want, you know, predictability and whatnot. So that part, especially like we said before, that you you pull it into the future with a lot of different forces happening and a new world order, it's very imaginative. It, you've created your own universe by putting it in the future. With ties, deep ties to the past, which is, you know, what everybody should be doing. Right. Um, yeah, why well, the fact is that you have, you have you hope this whole lore of what happened and how everything is going on and what you have a plan for the future. So it's deep, rich in the history of all the all these characters and what's going on. You know, it's not just, oh, uh someone died and he's going to become a vigilante and that's it. No, right. have this whole other aura. Everything's fucked up because it happened. And therefore that's why he becomes a person. And that's why this happens. It's not just, you know, there has to be a need uh, yeah. for him. He doesn't even mask up in the first issue, you know? Exactly. For the most part, like it's man cheap. It, when they mask the first issue, it's like, damn. For the most, if, if you didn't know he was the main character, you wouldn't know because it's like all the all the characters have been. I'm saying the bad way, but they all have they're all they're they're, they're uh, subplots and all. 
Exactly. Which is good because, you know, that's the other thing that's a pet peeve of mine. I hate stories that are just one dimensional and one lane because it, it is kind of boring. I like, okay, this is happening. This is happening, but it's still tied together. So you're not sitting there going, okay, there's too many. I need an FBI map. To, to lay this all out. It's like, it's like Game of Thrones type shit. You, uh, well, sometimes Game of Thrones gets a little heavy <laughs> and they just throw in a sex scene here and there just to, to pacify the the lid of the watcher because like, yeah. what the hell? Okay, he just screwed it. Great. Okay, I can catch up to what's going on. Let alone it's incestuary. It's like, brah, brah. Yeah, oh yeah, you got, that's the other thing, right? That's the rule of law. You know, sister, brother, nobody's left behind. Okay, we got stuff. some incest and then, you know, you... A dragon here and then, you're good. Yeah. You, you, you. The dragon, there you go. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you gotta do bro you gotta throw in the dragons coming up soon have a nice big orgy and bang it's it's a home run right there <laughs> i the can't wait for the next there. one <laughs> that's issue six people that's coming up <laughs> bonus at the, the the mask right next to you that's the mask of the of bayani yeah yep. nice. you, you, you had it made yeah uh, it was made by outlaw uh for, He's from Palad. He's a Filipino cat in Pal- Paladins of Cosway. Nice. Uh, so he helped me make that, just to give it that LED lights, the fire. When he when he when he activates his powers, his eyes kind of burn and fire at you. Now you can wear that, or is it's just for show? No, I can I can rock it. It's, it's I'm really supposed to be wearing a spandex mask, but oh, there you go. There you go. Look at that. Sweet man, look at that thing. It's more like a red hood kind of like helmet, how yep. red hood, yeah, red hood masks are made. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty doable for cosplayers. It's it's not like it's impossible to make a Bayani cosplay. Yeah. No, yeah, that's just like the thing, man. Look at that. Actually, you know what? It, it is pretty doable cosplay. It's not. It is pretty doable. hoodie with the M logo right here. Some skateboard elbow pad knee pads. Boom, boom. Straight, bro. Throw the mask I, I can on. see Cross it, man. You, you should run that as a next Kickstarter, too, man. Hey, actually, put a $500 item get a replica like that. Hey, you're, you're good. I, again, I'd love to see that happen. If you can get uh, a number of the characters together, have people play them out. I yeah. mean, that. first of all, that would be the best advertisement you could do, too. A little clip of that mm-hmm. and run it all through every social media outlet. Who's not going to be like, what's that about? Yeah, we're like, who are these characters? Yeah, all right. So, do, do, do you have anything any, you want to promote? Anything you have? Um, uh, you link or, or anything, where we can find any, you any links or anything? So, what uh, can... so, so right now, uh, we're, we're really winding down on the year and we're bringing the final issue in 2022. So, we want to try to get this book done, uh, like by the around now. Like we're we're already like done with the lettering. I got the cover done. The baby the babayan is is written out. Excuse me. And uh, issue five is gonna get that Kickstarter. So people follow me on the, at the city needs you. At the city needs you is the publishing. Um, that's our Marvel. That's our hub. That's our DC. The city needs you. TCNY is gonna be dropping issue five of the Realist Bayani series. Um, I'm also going to be dropping the soundtrack, the Bayani soundtrack part two. This nice. is a volume two. I already wow. dropped the Bayani soundtrack. Um, it's under, uh, it's streamed under my real name, Mark Teodosio. Um, just to kind of keep, keep my name out there. If people can't pronounce it, just call me Mark T. It don't matter. Uh, or just call me Bayani. So with the soundtrack, you know, like uh, I felt like, Kendrick doing Black Panther. You know, I've always been spitting. I've always been rapping. I used to go by Mark Marvel. That was my original rap name. Um, and I just became Bayani because of the comic book. You know, made my own universe. And that's what we're, that's what the kind of page we're on right now. Where can they find that? The, your, your, uh, the, the, the first soundtrack, Wally Moore. First soundtrack, uh, all streaming platforms. Look up Mark Teodosio. That's T E O D O S I O. Uh, so Mark Teodosio, um, look that up, Bayani Soundtrack. It's basically out there now, streaming everywhere. Awesome. Um, yes, get ready for that second um, soundtrack coming out. Also, issue five, baby. We on the way. Awesome. Rocco, what else? There you go, man. Listen, that, uh, 
I know what to say. Uh, again, we're going to repeat ourselves. Uh, very impressed by the stuff, especially as an independent creator, um, as a fellow Filipino, and you know, doing it, following your dream, getting inspiration from everything, and you're helping everybody out. You know that that goes without saying. You know, you talk about the artists, friends of yours, people you know, networking, rediscovering about the heritage and the culture. Just look at the the mass you got back there. Different people's names that you just drop casually because you work with them, you met them, you inspired people. People now look at you like he did it, so I could do it. Well, I could follow this. I could follow that. Just that little bit of positive um, thing. You don't know how much it touches different people. And I know you don't even do it for the intention of doing that, but it's become part of your journey here, and which is all great, man. It, it's awesome stuff, and get highly, highly impressed. Uh, we can't wait to get the word out to everybody. You know, yeah. if you don't know, you will know soon. You know, Bayani, it's there. Go get it. Check it out. Uh, get yeah. in early. Say yeah. that I got the first issue. I got it when it was when it was starting out. And, and you know, much love, much appreciated. Good stuff. Yeah. And, that, and now's the time because after 2022 is over, we're only doing the trade. So everyone that got the single issues, that's going to have novelty quality to it, you know? So case those up, baby. There you that's go. Everybody check it out. Uh, the city needs you. Mark, thank you for joining us at the Dead Air Dudes and awesome. This is great and much success to the issue five and keep it going, brother. Let's keep it going. Yeah, brothers, we're going to be promoting this interview. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Dead air. Absolutely, right. bro. No problem. And listen, when it does finally drop, let us know and we'll be along with you. We'll we'll circulate it all over the place Definitely. as well. Absolutely. All right, fellas. You know the tribe. I appreciate you, my OGs. Much love, Kings. All right. As always, I'm Izzy. I'm Raka. Remember to always, always save the whales. Thank you to uh, like and subscribe. Thank you for all your support and your feedback. And we'll keep uh, keep on truck. Take care. Peace, y'all. Later, bro.